Welcome everyone once again to the Blast From Cast From, the music podcast with a difference. I don't know if I like that line. I'm going to maybe work on that. Um, keep it in. <laughs> uh, music out of time. That's the tagline that we usually use. My name is Walter Kaup. I'm joined by, well, you've heard of broadcast partners. Well, how about podcast partners? I'm going to ask my podcast partners a question directly. First of all, Tom Dickenhauer. Those buttons on the remote control to, that takes you directly to the video apps, yay or nay? Oh, you, you mean like the multiple, it could be YouTubes or the Primes? or the, Yeah, it's the, just the, the, hovering in the bottom there, right underneath the volume and uh, channel up and down buttons. I'll tell you why it's yay and nay, because in both convenience and mistaken press, there's been rage and absolute otherworldly pleasure. <laughs> Does that make me seem weird? Yeah, I might have to you elaborate know, on that. The otherworldly yeah. pleasure. Well, as in like, you know, you're like, oh, I just want to quickly whip up new YouTube and the old way was either trying your phone or a PC and something and nice. Suddenly it's on televisions. That's a good one because you're like, oh, what was that clip? And you can get it up. But I find sometimes because I get big fat fingers. Well, I say big fat fingers. I got little tiny chubby little <laughs> really pathetic and weak um, fingers that sometimes slip and hit the Netflix button. And it takes me straight to it when I'm just in the middle of watching something else that isn't Netflix. And it takes a lot to get out of it somehow. There's no back button that gets you right at Netflix. They've figured out a way to trap you. If you're on a different app, an um, <laughs> maybe, for example, the ITVX app, and you're trying to get back oh. on that, well, that's, 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 a, that's a journey. Has he, has he set me up to look like a loser? <laughs> what is this? ITVX app. And uh, Tim Castlewood Sports, what is your problem? <laughs> How long is this podcast? <laughs> oh, um, as long as we want it to be. So we're gonna. I, to I don't need special buttons on my remote control to make me happy. If that's what oh. you're asking, you want the old we just start <laughs> pouring coffee directly into the kettle? I completely agree. Why is it? Why is this there? Why this this advertisement button? Uh, much like Ice Cube uh, changing his mind when Easy E was uh, prompting him with a different opinion, me neither. I don't like it either. Sorry, that's what I meant to say. The one thing that I do like about it is if Netflix or someone goes bust, that button will be so sad, and I will enjoy that. <laughs> Speaking of sad and potential enjoyment, the topic of today's podcast, uh, or tonight's podcast, or this morning's Tim's podcast. Life. Um, <laughs> so sorry. Back on mute. The Brit Awards 2023, presented by Mo Gilligan once again. Uh, again at the it was the, the O2 London last year, I believe. Um, it continues to be at the O2 London. These are the British Phonographic Awards, and you know the deal: a British-based, British, British-based. <laughs> Awards ceremony where various awards are given out in the standard format. Apart from a slight difference over the last couple of years, the male and female categories were combined, which obviously we will address later or not. If you want to just sidestep that controversial topic altogether. Can I speak on the, uh, the obviously we're doing it in comparison to last year a little bit, which was last year was just awful. And I thought it was going to be more of the same. But what was with um, Penis Internet being in the intro again? Is it just because ITV has a bunch of shows and, and they, they can't miss an opportunity to try and say, you know that show where 
you're on the same network. You could probably watch this as well, because here I am, host of the show, Penis Internet. Well, these are like the little Eddie Murphy, the beginning of his stand-up gigs, uh, little skit that they do. That tradition, they did that here. Um, all funny people, obviously, in these skits and these, this little performance at the beginning, particularly Mo Gilligan, a uh, professional comedian of some note. Actually, is that true? Is he of some note? I don't know much about his stand-up comedy. I mean, I've seen him on like ITV shows, but just by random chance in the background on like a Saturday when I'm, you know, invited around somebody else's house eating a Chinese. I think that's traditionally where you interact with these Saturday night regular terrestrial television personality types, isn't it? That you don't choose it often. What was his walk-on song? Did he have one? I don't recall. I didn't even know that down. He should have had Buster Rhymes, Give Me Some More. Mm. Well, Mo might have been the presenter, but the star of the show was Harry Styles, who starts off with uh, his performance of As It Was. And uh, this was As It Was. Any comments? The problem I have with this Harry Styles song, and I think we, we mentioned it in Harry's House Review, was that there were so many things he sounded like, and this especially is his little version of Future Islands, which that's the reason I'm kind of like, oh, it sounds familiar. But it's just such a ripoff of other people's sounds. Um, it's mentioned that later on, the, the scandal of Harry's house was not, in fact, Harry's house. Um, he had. Uh, did he that not was one of his a revelation I was not expecting. Oh, um, I don't know. I don't know if he wanted <laughs> to say the that whole concept on. of the album. So, yeah, Harry's house was borrowed. Um, but that's what I mean. It's just another one of these borrowed sounding songs, and I, I guess he's not as bad as Ed Sheeran. It's one of these like dread, like must be just the kind of best of a bad bunch thing but i was kind of glad it wasn't ed sheeran opened up because i think he opened up last year didn't he it was like a kind of i remember that being a poisonous feeling i got it was um, ed sheeran and that um bring me the horizon no not them some some other band bring me the horizon listen, that, that sounds like any something, ed sheeran song it's going to sound exactly the same to me so that's okay with names but it wasn't terrible and it was a bit more of a light opening i wasn't offended but i always used to get bothered by the harry styles stuff because he He's a copy boy, but people like him. He's a bit like the our, he's our version of Bruno Mars, basically. He's, he's almost like a, a guy who's like a, a lounge singer singing other people's songs, but people are weirdly, mo- he's more popular somehow. I was getting very strong Chris Martin from Coldplay vibes in this performance. Um, I didn't think he had a lot of stage presence on this, I, I must be honest. He didn't, he didn't have talk presence either. Where's his charisma that people are so in, enamored with, uh, screaming like he's the Beatles in the 60s? I, don't, I really don't understand it. Uh, but here we go, the old guys again. Uh, uh, well, let's empty our catheters and uh, take our uh, mind pills. I forgot of any kind of medicine that old people would take. Hey, that shows you how old I am. I'm forgetting uh, forgetting the, the medication. Anyway, I'll let Tim. Uh, Harry Styles, man. Tim. What, uh, what, have, what have this gentleman? Well, I get the impression that he knows what art is supposed to be like, or he maybe appreciates it in some way. It's just a shame he's not capable of producing it himself. But at least his aspiration's there, which is perhaps slightly better than someone who's saying, what does a computer want me to do today? What what new auto-tune thing is there that I'm doing now? Uh, you know, like just formulaic stuff. He is um, definitely guilty of having a little uh, rake through a lot of other stuff and just nabbing bits of it and things like that. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think it at least it's it's sort of heading in the right direction. Oh, 
Good, I missed a joke there, didn't I? <laughs> he, uh, he messed it up. Listen, there's only one direction we can go from here. But um, I'll tell you what was funny was uh, obviously we we discussed it off air, but he got the Adele treatment this time, didn't he? He he got the you turned up, you are God. So it was like the yeah the the special guest. Um, he's he's here. Well, hey, let's address that as we go through the show. Um, Mo presented the new design statue, um, by Slorn. I don't know if anyone... Did you catch who that was by? Was that pre- one of the bad guys briefly. from Ghostbusters? <laughs> anyway, that was who presented, who, who designed this new um, matte-looking uh, statue. So uh, two people's name... It would na- be matte, wouldn't it? Like, uh, should we shine it up? Nah, Slorn. Just <laughs> sounds like someone that just like... <laughs> nah. I can't confirm whether that was the name. That was why I heard, certainly. Sometimes when you're Slorn, listening to... love, love Matt. <laughs> <laughs> so, not unrelated, uh, missing things. Uh, two people whose names I did did not catch came out to present the Hip Hop Grime Rap Award. Nominees included uh, Central C, Dave, Loyal, Carner, and Stormzy. Um, and this was won by H from Steps. <laughs> I can't believe someone else called themselves H. You can't do it. Not in Britain, surely. So, it was... I looked it up. Um, or it might have even flashed across the screen. I didn't. I didn't catch it, but I did look it up because I did. I had to find out. Is this person called H? It's H A I T C H. Oh, he's the one that went out with a chicken shop date. That is just an unknown jumble of words to me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Amelia to Amelia de Moldenberg. She has a YouTube channel where she dates people in a chicken shop and she's dated such celebrities as H and also uh, Louis Theroux she dated and she dated some guy I think from the 1975s or something she dates like all of these people and oh, is this uh, like comedians in cars getting coffee but it's lady yeah. in chicken shop getting chicken with unknowns yeah and, and there's a you know she she's got like a, an exaggerated persona where she's quite kind of you know a bit like aloof and what have you. It's it's not bad. And but she ended up actually going out and having a relationship with the H guy. That's where I know him from. Because oh. I watch Chicken Shop Date all the time. Well, you're one up on me on that one. Um I thought he looked like the IT guy you hope you don't get <laughs> when you call the number. Um I was just sorry to hear that rap is dead. Um we were saying rock is dead last time. <laughs> um, apparently rap is dead. Oh yeah. Yeah, there's uh well, I guess it's this British rap because, and I know, I, one of your favourite things that we do, which is jumping ahead, um, another couple of um, awards I, I wouldn't say favourite. <laughs> it's certainly <laughs> something that happens. I think the international anything, uh, scrap it because it's so depressing. And much like this, I think there should be best British rap artist. Or there must be, I'm assuming they didn't put British in front of it because... Well, no, it's the Brit Awards. It kind of goes without yeah. saying so that, yeah. But my point being, it should really be emphasised best British rap artist because if this is representing any kind of rap anywhere else, he- heaven help us. I mean, me and uh, Tim the other day rewatched that Black Thought 10-minute freestyle and we nearly had to change our trousers again. I mean, we've seen it before. So that gives you hope that rap is indeed not dead. But when you see H from Steps winning rap awards, you can't believe it. So Mo comes in again. Uh, he's going to come in between every segment. Obviously, he's the presenter. Yeah, don't, um, just don't say Mo comes in again. We know yeah, there's a so, host. Okay. <laughs> he um he speaks very quickly for a professional TV presenter. I must say, there was lots of stuff that I just 
<laughs> I was chasing after her. I just couldn't catch what he was saying. Can He's you? obviously a, a professional entertainer, you know. Um, if, if you haven't been entertained, it's probably your own fault. Next was International Artist of the Year. And this was, uh, you were alluding to this, this this was some st- stellar people here. So you've got uh, Kendrick Lamar, uh, Taylor Swift, Burna Boy, Lizzo, and the winner, Beyonce, who uh, <laughs> couldn't, of course, couldn't be there. She, she wasn't going to be it's there, was she? It's a bit like on The Masked Singer. Maybe they go for that that theme, which is, you know, The Masked Singer, and they're like, is it... Um, Prince Harry, um, you know, no one is ever going to turn up, but they're like, oh, that's definitely Tom Cruise in that bird outfit. It was the same <laughs> with this international stunt. No one, not, not one of these is going to turn up to the point I knew like Lizzo was there. So I thought, oh, maybe just give it to her because she is in attendance. But they stuck with like actually having a winner who could probably win it. But it's very, very depressing. Hey, and um, much bigger artists. Let's give them an award to make it more depressing that they aren't here. Congratulations to non-attendee number one. Well, uh, Beyonce had the uh, Bill Murray and Scrooge, I'll cherish this and and all of you speech when she accepted this one. Well, I find myself hurting for giving too much. Um, I'm giving too much to this podcast and I say, stop it. I don't know how Tim feels about Beyonce, but we can move on. I was intrigued actually during her acceptance speech by the technology that was removing the background more than what she had to say. (laughs) There was something in that, wasn't there? There was like a weird. It was the fur AI. jacket. The yeah, the yeah. fur jacket. It couldn't quite understand it, but it did very well with her hair, and I will say that. Well, there's this uh, the YouTube video seemed to pop up in my feed of somebody painting uh, a, a room with the brightest paint in the world, which is like it was called lit paint or something, and maybe there was a collaboration there. I'm I'm gonna ignore where I, I write mo. I just wrote mo. Good for basements, that wouldn't it? Well, the the bright uh, paint. Yes. <laughs> What's the delay on your... The inside <laughs> of train tunnels. Wait a minute. Really light paint. Where would that be? <laughs> that would be great in... <gasps> the basement. It's still, um, it's still dark. You. Yeah. <laughs> you still got to turn a light with on. The lights out. But. Sitting in the dark with the lights out. Why is this paint so <laughs> sh- Alex Scott and Emily Attack came out, um, told a terrible joke uh, that didn't go over. <sighs> How's she um, spelling attack? Um, Go on, a- hurt me. A T A C K. That's her. Just, just the one name. T. Yeah, just the one T. Did nobody else laugh? At, uh, like, obviously, one of them was the footballer, and her name wasn't Attack. <laughs> no, not until now did I laugh at that. <laughs> until it was presented after the. I, fact, I was, so. I was clutching at straws to enjoy. So maybe that's okay, going to be my theme to the, to the whole thing. Um, <laughs> So they presented Best da- Dance Act. Um, I haven't noted the nominees, but Becky Hill won again. She won last year. Uh, was moved to tears once again. Inconsolable, was she? Just like it was the greatest thing on earth. But I kind so of it's stark it. contrast to the previous acceptance speech. <laughs> I, I like last year. I was like, oh, what is this? A big fat phony. And then seeing it again, obviously she's she's gotten more famous than last year. Right? I enjoyed the kind of almost winning your first anything reaction to it. It was kind of endearing, but uh, it looked like she was going to break apart. It went from like, oh, this is so, so, such a humble lady to someone help her. It was weird. It was like, you want somebody to go and give her a hug or a a tea or something. We've not, we're no longer that civilized as a, you know, as a race. We don't, we don't come up with cups of tea for people. It'd be a wonderful world if we did though. 
So in amongst the, all this, Moe's in the audience talking to various people. He talks to Stormzy and the Murky crew. Can I? <laughs> <laughs> he looked like he'd interrupted a meal. Stormzy was looking up like a lost child at one point. I was like, is, did he know this was coming? It was the most unusual interaction I've seen between a, a host and a table full of people. And then he was making everyone uncomfortable. I don't know if that was on purpose or he just actually came out of nowhere. So Wet Leg uh, then played their song, the famous song they've got, uh, On the Chaise Long. The Wikipedia, as, you, as I re- read it, was a, a, almost like an homage to like, was it post-punk or some sort of like, it's sounding like, Music from that era. It's not like if you actually listen to the rest of the album, it's nothing like that. So he went in thinking, "Oh, here we go. This is the new thing." They don't actually sound like that, unfortunately. It's very jokey. It's bordering on um, novelty song, I think, but it's quite catchy. Like the darkness. Did the darkness win anything? Uh, not this year, but um, maybe tw- <laughs> twenty years ago. Perhaps. Get this <laughs> old guy out of here. <laughs> uh, I don't know when. So that album. Should we look live here? When did that come out? That was, uh, I assume so. That hey, we're expanding our coverage to um, the past <laughs> as Blast From does. You see, so that would probably be Brit Awards twenty twenty oh four, wouldn't it? Because uh, that album came out, I believe, in either two thousand three or two thousand four. The Darkness, I believe in a thing called Love, they performed. Uh, they won British Album of the Year and they were, oh, they were bested for British Breakthrough Act by Busted. Oh. But they, oh, but wow. they, but they won. <laughs> how, how does this work, right? I think something similar to this happens later on in this ceremony, actually, but they, they won British Group being Busted, but they didn't win British Breakthrough Act getting bested by busted yeah that's like when i won the most skillful player of the year (laughs) at football but i didn't get player of the year and i won best goal can i just tell you uh all of this is going to be cut i don't want anyone to know about your achievements okay well can i leave in i just i think darkness is still a pretty good band i like them well, they yeah. trounced the uh, the Brit Awards 2004 by the looks of it. Um, oh, Dido's White Flag for Single of the Year. The, that was back in the day. Wow. <laughs> we could perhaps, if the footage is available, apparently if you go and try and seek out the the latest uh, Brit Awards, a week later it disappears. Um, so, but we might not be able to find 2004 <laughs> or previous ones. Um, but it might be an interesting topic um, to go back in time as we like to do. That'd be wonderful if that whole Brit Awards was up on ITVX. <laughs> 2023? <laughs> no. 2004? Yes. So Mo and Stanley Tucci next. Uh, Stanley Tucci couldn't understand a word Mo was saying. Uh, did I holy, pick up on that? Holy smokes. Uh, this is another... I, I, you just, I, it's either people were getting so drunk and confused or he's just a terrible interviewer because Stanley Tucci was everyone's drunken uncle and you're like asking them if they want another anything at a party. Was I, I, it's great to be here. And he kept taking the microphone. He did that in the, a, a bunch of times, Mo. Taking the microphone before people were finished talking so they looked stupid. Like Stanley Tucci, he's a, he's a world-renowned actor. It was like a bumbling old man because he was like, Duh. and then suddenly talking off camera or off mic and he, he sounded like an idiot. So, uh, yeah. And he got worse later on because he was up to present an award and he looked absolutely well-served beyond belief. Maybe that was just me, but I just think his Mo's interview style uh, left a lot to be desired. Stanley Tucci's good. I'm afraid we're going to need more than that, Tim. Uh, <laughs> Not my finest hour. <laughs> As Stanley Tucci's good. 
<laughs> Sound pretty well served yourself, Tim. Uh, That's okay. a shame. Stanley Tucci being humiliated by a nobody. <laughs> He's either a or really... He was like a volume-punching boxer, I found. He overwhelmed yeah. people. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so best pop slash R&B act presented by Salma Hayek Pinal. She's picked up an additional name at some point. I must have missed... That um, I think that's the last name of her husband. But did did this Mo chap decide to add on against her wishes? I don't know. There was a couple of names that he said later on. I was not convinced that was their name. Um, but well, there was one literal. I'm certain it wasn't their name. But we'll get to that shortly. As soon as Harry Styles' name was read out as one of the nominees, I just wrote down that's the winner. Uh, it turned out to be, and was very happy. It seemed he's charismaless. I'm sorry. I don't know what I don't know what the appeal is. And this is not even coming from an old man or whatever you want to say any artist even if they're shy and retiring in the studio but they've got a kind of magnetism you kind of you'd understand it like seeing any john lennon i know i keep going back to the beatles but obviously john lennon was quite a shy and retiring guy but when he was on or you saw him creating there was like a kind of in an interview or stuff he's very lively and he would engage and it was like a kind of oh i can see where the the energy comes from i can't there's nothing i i'm still trying to figure out why he's so popular and i think it's just going to be one of these things that is as mysterious as why Ed Sheeran has any romantic relationships. But anyway, that's me. Hey, who am I? I'm Poison. What's this uh, Mo guy's problem? Tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we're back. To, we're back to Mo. What's his problem? I don't know. He's. Um, he's. I don't think he has a problem. I think he's just. He was there presenting the Brit Awards uh, again. I don't know. If this is the third time in a row. I think it's the second year that we've covered it in this way. Um, Meet Stanley just, Tucci, though. I mean, Stanley Tucci... Oh, are you Tucci, still burning about this? The Stanley Tucci interaction. Maybe, maybe I'll, just I'll, I'll give, I'll give uh, Harry Styles that. He at least had some reverence for Stanley Tucci, uh, which it deserved. But Mo Williams treated him like he was a, like a, a guy at the bus stop. So I think, yeah, at least with Harry Styles, has redeemed himself in my eyes just for that interaction. So this was not the end of Mo's disrespect. Uh, he was at the tables again and then introduced Sam Capaldi. Uh, he was, of course, um, introducing not Peter Capaldi. Was, was the, I forgot the guy's name was well. <laughs> Lewis. Lewis. Hey, Lewis Capaldi's confused me. Yeah, because at least actually... if he'd Petered him, then you'd be like, "Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, that happens all the That's time." That's the one. Sam. Never. Sam. Sam Capaldi is how Lewis Capaldi was introduced by Mo. Um, hilariously. I mean, poor and, Lewis. I mean, we talk about this a lot, but he's just, he's such a frustrating figure for me because any interview, any interaction personally, or he's just making little videos, he seems like, I would love to be this guy's mate. He seems like such yeah. a nice guy. He's probably re- really nice to his mother. And the minute I hear his music, I want to storm the stage. I like Jarvis Cocker, Michael Jackson levels. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I know exactly what you're on about, though. His music does not match his personality at all. It sounds like he should be making the best of the pop music, but he's making really difficult songs. I wish he'd stop. This was an easy fast forward, and where I landed on eventually was Ellie Goulding, and I've got double question mark here. Uh, I'm not sure who the other person was. Uh, missed missed it when Mo was introducing them. Uh, oh, he took a he had a bold choice for his first opening line as well. Are those oh, your the, real breasts? Oh, <laughs> this oh this was the cringe breastplates guy, wasn't it? Who who was he? Is he brother to penis internet? <laughs> yeah, what is that? Is he going by that name or is that available? Tom Tom Grennan. <laughs> so this is a um, musician of some sort. 
Oh, has worked with KSI and Calvin Harris, so not, nothing I would have interacted with directly. So, um, he, yeah, he was awful. Um, <laughs> That's like turned on a Casio keyboard is his, his level of musical mm. talent there. So presented best new artist, which uh, maybe it was this point in the night, but I these sounded all right. This, I mean, th- this is why I say it was not as bad as last year. There was actually some moments where I was like, oh, music. Yeah, I had hope for the future of British music here because they, they didn't sound terrible. This is what it should all be like. But then this is like this weird island of, oh, yeah, okay, award show. Uh, Mo isn't talking and there's some people who are presenting awards for best music. You kind of get an idea of, oh, this is where it's going. But uh, yeah, I brought back down to earth, let's just say, after this. But um, I, so, I was, same as you, quite optimistic. This was won by Wet Leg, um, which seemed probably seemed about right and the the lead singer um seemed to indicate that they might be responsible for some sort of resurgence in rock music which i think was maybe uh, getting ahead of themselves slightly they seemed and, quirky i'll say that i mean um like I, like i may i'm gonna i'm gonna sit they looked like freshers <laughs> out for some sort of themed <laughs> pub crawl <laughs> this is why i i'm going to say Good for them, and I have no comment on anything I think about them because I'm a great guy. I too am a neat guy. So next was Mo with Flo in the audience, and uh, <laughs> the people at this table. What was with this 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 pink gentleman? I'm not going to touch it. I'm sorry. <laughs> We're not touching pink gentleman. Jo- I I thought it was a joke, as in like. Um, they were like thanking. Was he being thanked for their creativity or something? And I thought like, just for their own amusement, like we we can't take any of the credit. Here is Mister Blobby. <laughs> like I, it just felt like a like a rib. Was like it like, joke, um, like was it Mister Blobby of Christopher Nolan directed him because it was like a very <laughs> sort of pared down version. This guy looked like a condom. All right. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm looking at him right now. <laughs> Do we want to find out who this was? Who was the condom guy with Flo? Am I gonna? Is that gonna? That's not gonna yield. Is, is, there, is there an irony in that as well? His entire top half looks like that? a scaled-up granny's glove. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know who this gentleman is. We wish him the best of luck. Certainly right. do. <laughs> Then Mo introduced two people again, as my note I've got here, and we have Artist of the Year, presented by these two people. Again, Harry Styles. Stanley Tucci amongst all this carry on? I can't remember. No, no, no that's, late, that's later on. Is that later on? Tucci's um, later on, and it would have made sense at least uh, how drunk he was later on, but uh, uh, time for a shot, it seems. That's the way to do things. Everyone wants to watch two guys really, hey, having fun. Next up was Lizzo. Uh, who did a medley of some sort, uh, which included some jazz flute, and uh, this was this was noteworthy. I thought this was quite something. So the one with the couch on her head. <laughs> this was this was the 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 pink uh, round the head um, business. Yes, more noteworthy than anything that happened last year, certainly. Tim, you want to step in here with any comments on this, or is this a, this is a minefield you do not want to enter? There's not many minefields I do want to enter, but this couch on her shoulders was too distracting. Um, it spoke to a lack of confidence and skill. Despite the jazz flute that came out, which I'm assuming was uh, was in person, it sounded live anyway. 
I couldn't. I, I, I fast forwarded um, and I missed out jazz flute until it was actually at the end. There was like a, 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 a little video package at the end of the whole award ceremony. And I, much like the Mo Gilligan joke, where I did have a moment of laughing out loud, I couldn't believe there'd been a jazz flute moment I'd missed. So I actually missed it. Um, I almost went back and watched it. I thought, I don't care enough, but I did laugh because I couldn't believe that actually happened. Oh, rewinding that ITV app, forget it. Uh, next three presumably unlistenable Radio One DJs. I think that's what they 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 had the appearance of that. Um, presented best international group. Is this where Fernando or whatever the guy's name was, Carlos was was? So um, the there was a variety of uh, nominees here that I didn't note, and uh, was won by Fontaines DC, who could I'd never seen this before in my entire life. So they sent one envoy uh, specifically called Carlos. To collect the award. You ever seen such a carry-on in your life? <laughs> like, I mean, there's obviously famous things like Martin Brando at the Oscars and things like that are, are, you know, can't be here. So I regret, I regret I can't be there. But sending Carlos, I think maybe that that should be the new thing. Like, if anyone can attend, send Carlos. Because he gave an impassioned speech about uh, the future and uh, what can we really do? <laughs> I, was, I was howling with laughter. I'm sure it was personal to him and he was trying to be, like, genuine. But it was like... And you sort of, we need to be about positivity. I'm just a way to bring a baby into this world. This terrible world <laughs> is what he was basically saying. And I thought he was going to get hooked off stage or like get the Oscar music played where it was like, come on, wrap up. But uh, I did enjoy Carlos uh, accepting the award. Group of the Year is next, uh, presented by two people who I did not note the names of again. I'm just going to blame Mo here when I don't take somebody's name down. This was won by Wet Leg, who were uh, not quite to the Harry Styles level, but they were they were in amongst. Maybe rock music is back after all. Although they fall into that category of um, when it's revealed that they were British, the way they sing isn't very British, which I can't... Uh, I thought everyone has to sing in like a West Country accent from where they come from and things like that, but yeah, it's quite a Yankee-sounding uh, vocal tone they've seemed to have adopted for that, so... I mean, um, these youngsters are on the internet all the time, on the TikTok, picking up these strange American accents, aren't they? So they probably do talk, although they didn't really talk like that in the speech, but um, it's, I guess it's the, the Mick Jagger effect. He doesn't sound in any way like he sings. Um, well, if he falls in that water, I'm out the job. <laughs> International song is next. Beyonce again. It's just going to go Beyonce, isn't it? For uh, Break My Soul, which was very... Very early 90s house sounding. Lots of nominees for this one. I don't know why this had an inordinate amount of nominees for it. They need to stop this. They, they, it's so depressing. Like, here's the Can't Be Here Award, so they might as well fill it with a bunch of people being like international artist or international song, all this stuff, because it's like, oh, who could have won it? And it's only one that's going to win this international award and make it really sexy and exciting. Did they turn up? No. Oh, you guys are losers. I feel, I'm sure she's got a great album, um, but I feel at this stage, if Beyonce is on the ticket for any of these things, she's just automatically going to win it. It seems to be her status at the moment, I would say. Is she? So she's the, she'll be more than Stevie Wonder now for the Grammys and all this kind of thing as well. I think she just seems to automatically win. It's, I guess it's my, my laboured point. Anyway, moving on. Shania Twain sitting there with Mo um, next. Uh, who's a... He's apparently number one in the charts, which passed me by completely. Yeah, I was confused. I felt like I'd missed a year just in this interview. 
I was so confused. I mentioned it earlier on, and whether did whether she release could, that man? It feels. I feel like man. It feels man. I feel like a woman again. That's the only thing I can think of. What happened here? I can't think of what's even out. It's, maybe it's like one of these like David Guetta songs that just happens to include someone. But this, ignoring what, why uh, Shania Twain's even in the charts again, this is where a flicker of a comedian came out, and I had a genuine belly laugh out loud moment. He, I can't remember what this set was, but he says, I guess that doesn't impress you much. And then went to it, and it was so clean, so crisp, and so well-delivered, like an actual comedian. And it was like a genuine moment of joy, and I was actually not hating this award show as much as last year. But it was only like, it, there must have been like a live performance or something, and then I think they were at, they were still on stage after that, or there was an award presented or something by Shania Twain. And then he repeats the joke right away, like I think five minutes or six minutes have passed, and he like, almost like, oh, they didn't quite hear it, but you hear what I said? Like, like Polly Walnuts, you hear what I said, Tony? I can't believe my hopes were dashed that instantly, and I was, uh, I was quite, um, <laughs> quite embarrassed for him. So next up was Alternative Rock Act, uh, which had some nominees that I did not note down. Um, but one of the nominees did include Wet Leg, who did not win. It was won by the 1975. So again, this is one of those funny ones where you can win Group of the Year, uh, but not Alternative Slash Rock Act of the Year. So Stormzy was next, and he gave a very chair performance. Very badly, uh, this is another thing I was going to mention early on, the worst mic'd show I've ever seen in my life. The vocals for any song were Apart low. Apart from this show, uh, perhaps. Oh, my, well, <laughs> oh, wow. Anyway, please, But sorry. Stormzy was so quiet, and it happened in a couple of other performances. It was just like someone was sitting, there was like a, a lady that sings later on, and her mic was too high for the softness of the music. And I was like, get the levels right, guys, because Stormzy sounded like he was in the corridor outside of a room, like of a talent show, and was singing to the music inside. I just couldn't, the two didn't match. It felt really weird. I did see that he was sitting down. I don't really get the Stormzy thing. Um, he sings. Why, why, is, why is he abandoned everything he started out doing? Why is he now a singer? I don't understand what happened. It feels like he's gone and found like some weird cult, and they're like, oh, no, you leave that life behind. Now you are soft sing, man. So Shania Twain is back presenting Song of the Year. And can you guess who won Song of the Year? Of course, it was Harry Styles, uh, as it was. Some of the other nominees, just for your, if you're in, in any way interested, is, this is one of these long ones. Shall I go through the entire list and you can tell me, heard it, not heard it? Is this like a got, got need of trading card exact, kind of things? exact thing. Okay, let's go. I mean, go. One, of the, one of these songs features later on, so I think maybe potentially two of them, including Lewis Capaldi, but I couldn't tell you whether I'd heard that song because I fast-forwarded that big time. Anyway, so um, the nominees were H from Steps and Ashanti with <laughs> their song Baby. Uh, you had Cat Burns, Go, not heard any of those yet, Dave, nope. Starlight. We've heard of Dave. Um, Ed Sheeran and Elton John, Merry Christmas, was nominated for Song mm. of the Year. I don't remember that in the... I don't, I don't remember it even existing. I remember it, The only thing I remember from that song is that Elton John fell out with Ed Sheeran for like revealing it earlier or something. But I've never actually heard the song. I think I'm kind of glad of that. Anyway, moving on. Eliza Rose and Interplanetary Criminal uh, with their song, Baddest of Them All, Bota. Mm. Nope. Uh, George Ezra, Green Green Grass. Is that a Tom Jones number? Yeah. It doesn't matter anymore. I mean... Uh, Lewis Capaldi, Forget Me, which I was instantly able to do. <laughs> um, LF System, Afraid to Feel. 
Yeah. That sounds like an early 90s name, doesn't it? LF System. You can imagine that sort of techno house sort of sound. Light system. fragrance system. And then Sam Smith and Kim Petrus Unholy, which we will hear later on. So those are the nominees. Uh, Harry Styles triumphs them all, as you would have expected. Then we had a performance from Cat Burns, um, who we've just mentioned, that song Go, uh, which didn't really go. It, it, it crawled. Yeah, it felt like you're washing that just won't dry on the error. You just you don't hate it, and you know that it, you know once it's it's finished, you'll be happy. That's the only way I can describe this. It was just the odd miking, and the song itself was just very faintly like "Fast Car" by Tracy Chapman is what I was getting. But apparently, this was a big song on TikTok, of which I have would have no frame of reference whatsoever. I'm sure it's over like a rescue dog video, or you know, uh, uh, soldier back from. Afghanistan surprises brother at school. Um, Granny gets her first teeth in 90 years. Play the sad music over it. You know, that kind of shit. So, yeah, it just felt so medium. Not even medium. It's not like I'm saying. It just felt like, oh, gosh, how do I get out of this traffic jam? That's how the song felt. Can I ask, just, did you have any interest in Fat Boy Slim presenting David Guetta with Producer of the Year, or can we just... Fat yeah. Head and Fat Head <laughs> presenting Fat Head's Fat Head. No, I had no... And this is another, can I... The only thing I'm going to mention about this David Guetta guy, so what has happened to the earth where I'm blue and dabba dee dabba da, is now his song, and he's it's changed his life, um, stealing a silly I'm blue dabba dee dabba da song from the 90s is now just being ignored, that he's sampled something... Like, people get on rap all the time for sampling, like, a particular sound. I mean, like, no, this is a thing that seems to be happening lately, which is just ripping off something. But something as ridiculous as a dance song from the 90s. And I was like, oh, maybe he had something to do with it back then. No, ripped it off, and it's now being praised as some sort of breakthrough song, and he's getting a Lifetime Achievement Award or some sh- It's even better than that, because he's on the news this week saying that AI is the future of music. Oh. <laughs> so it's like, he's got to do even less. Uh, he's like, I was able to create like an entire Eminem rap out of the computer. That yeah. does not surprise me in any way, shape or form, um, that he would be championing the end of human creativity. How, how does a, how does a, a basically a, a Ibiza mixtape DJ guy get famous for doing anything? What What's actually happened? Uh, this is like a side project that I just didn't... Like, rumours of Chernobyl on the news. We weren't quite sure of the internet. We didn't have that to inform us. It's like, oh no, everything's fine. I'm like, yeah, what's this weird guy getting awards over and talking about AI music and stuff? He's nothing to me, and I should be glad of that, but I think he's going to be, like you're saying, part of maybe like a, a revolution to just basically destroy creativity and art. Like, I don't know, like... Look at these dads who like got into Ibiza mixtapes um, and now they're famous and we all praise them because, yeah, well, praise Fatboy Slim, huh? Um, I'm doing a Mo Williams joke here, whatever his name is. Is it Mo, B- no, Mo Gilligan? Mo Gilligan joke here. But uh, I just I thought... Sam Gilligan. Sam Gilligan joke. Uh, Samsonite. Uh, sorry, I'll move on from this. Let's move on it. from these. It's just um, not our cup of tea, certainly, even over and above this, uh, the other kind of stuff that's here. Certainly not David Getty would be running away from that like a burning building. Yeah, we've come a long way, baby. So Sam Smith and Kim Petrus uh, next performing that song that I mentioned earlier um, in some sort of Mad Max theme. I actually didn't mind the song. <laughs> as ridiculous as the staging and the the setup, um, I didn't mind the song. And it was actually a moment of like, oh, okay, someone who I thought was terrible and, and wears um, inflated bin bag suits 
the music isn't that bad. So I guess that's what the show's about. And it was actually a moment of relief and enjoyment. So uh, maybe I'm starting to crumble. My brain's starting to crumble and uh, uh, stand toe. Um, who knows? I don't know. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> there was some significant, apparently, technical issues here. So they had to show Adele from last year, as if we hadn't had enough of her last year. That that did give me a little chuckle. It's like, the only thing you have to do, Brit Awards, is just be an award show with no technical issues. But um, in your main event, yeah, that's exactly what happened. I just thought, well, like you had the whole show to... Was it was it someone who was supposed to be in the main performance? Like, was like, oh, unless you give me this money, it was like a holdout or something, because I can't figure... Like, we were seeing Mo, we were seeing a stage, and, like, what would be the technical issue? I'd love to see the breakdown of anyone ever admits what it was, because it was fascinating that this would happen, and it would be to time as well. Not entirely sure. I've not looked up what happened afterwards. Um, there was definitely some inane chatter for an extended period of time, so it was obviously beyond this Adele performance. They were vamping for a good uh, deal of time before Stanley Tucci returned to present Album of the Year. Harry Styles, of course, uh, proud to be British, apparently, um, and best buddy with Stanley Tucci, which I had no idea. And then some long-haired guy and some blonde-haired guy would just happen to be there. It was almost like a joke. I, I actually laughed a little. It was still going on. They weren't actually cut off, but um, it was baffling. But apparently, it's not Harry's house. We know that. It's a borrowed yeah, house. Yeah, this, this was ter- this was horrifying to, to have been revealed. Heartbreaking. So then... David Guetta and Becky Hill were right. I had to tap out. That was a tap out for me. I don't know about anybody else. Yeah, that was pretty terrible. It's like a kind of, oh, you're, you're sticking around. Why aren't you leaving yet? Look, we have a... <laughs> we have a... ...on screen. You got to keep watching? No. I can't look away because I want to see how this ends. That's some, that is some analogy. So that was the Brit Awards 2023. Um, It happened... It's another year of awards. More enjoyable than last year, I thought. It seemed to be more to look forward to in the world. <laughs> I don't know if that's just being too optimistic, but um, any comments? I think, it, yeah, because it was like last year was just, I felt completely out of touch, lost. Like we were talking about in the walk, like a walk the other, the other day. It was, you know, one of the artists, uh, new artists was like, Z101 and A times A. And this is also Billy Johnson. And then uh, the, the, the Zooper crew. And you're like, oh, what's going on? So I had Tim got anything to about, about the, the awards in general and how difficult it is to sometimes watch an awards show <laughs> in a timely fashion. <laughs> It's uh, sure is difficult to catch it at the right time. Um, I'm kind of glad I didn't see it because I've been a bit down recently. I think it would have pushed me over the edge. Oh my God. <laughs> the snippets that I saw were depressing, very depressing. Um, I don't know where these people, what they don't, they haven't earned the dress since, like, to, is, in, in my opinion, it's a lot about, it's just, so much vanity, I find it toxic. You think back fondly to the Brit Awards 2004 and, <laughs> and what's happened to the world. Uh, Guys that just dress normal, like the darkness. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that be that. Um, until the next time on the Blast From Cast From, until the next time on the Brit Awards, if we do what? indeed want to come back next year and cover this again, or this no, is no, just no. the end. You promised it. us a light-hearted uh, positivity uh, record for next time, so I'm assuming whatever one we record next will be something we'll enjoy. 
because I think we may have broken Tim. Well, thank you, Tim. Thank you, Tom. <laughs> thank you to listener. Please join us on the next episode of the Blast from Cast from. Pop, 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 pop.